0: Thanks for downloading this episode of On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, the podcast about how technology is changing the world of communications. To subscribe to the podcast or share feedback, visit us online at ontherecordpodcast.com, on Twitter at ontherecord, or send email to ontherecordpodcast at gmail.com.
1: Welcome to the social media training episode. In this episode, we're going to feature two past attendees of my social media boot camp and my social media master class. We're going to hear from them where they were before they took the class, what they learned in the class, and where they are today. All that and more after this. On the Record
0: Online is the official podcast of the Public Relations Society of America International Conference. To hear in-depth one-on-one interviews with PRSA conference keynoters, presenters, and panelists, search keyword PRSA on our show blog at ontherecordpodcast.com. Join us October 16th through 19th in Washington, D.C. for the PRSA 2010 International Conference.
1: Our first guest today is Laura Mead-Kirk, and she's a public relations manager at Amica, and that's an uh, insurance company. Um, you were a former journalist, right?
2: Yes, I was for nearly 30 years.
1: Well, where, did, where did you work?
2: I worked, uh, you know, I, I went to school for journalism, and when I graduated, I went right to Gloucester, Mass., and then up to Rochester, New York, and spent nearly 24 years at the Providence Journal in Providence, Rhode Island.
1: Okay, and then what led to the transition to the to public relations in the private sector?
2: Well, unfortunately, I was a victim of uh, what's happening to the newspaper industry nationwide, and my entire division got wiped out. So I found myself out of work and with no journalistic prospects on the horizon. Um, decided to seek another job that would, you know, put to use my writing skills. And Amica happened to have a job opening for a web writer. And since I was doing a lot of online work at the Providence Journal at the time, it seemed to be a perfect uh, way for me to slide easily into the public relations side of the business.
1: And then we met last year uh, in Chicago, right?
2: Yes. I, uh, I had actually just started at Amica in January. And again, most of what I was doing was technical writing for the website itself. But when I came on board, I had indicated that one of my areas of interest was getting involved in social media. And again, this is something I've been doing at the Journal um, on our online, just started blogging and stuff like that on our online uh, news site. And so I pitched it to the bosses here at Amika and they said, sure. And I found your uh, social media boot camp in Chicago and said, I think that this would be a great way for me to learn more about the public relations aspect of social media, and they said, go on out, check it out. And so I did.
1: And then I saw you again, um, was it earlier this year, at the Social Media Masterclass?
2: Yes, well, if I can just expand a little bit on what you did for me, Um, the the boot camp, the initial two-day boot camp in Chicago was a great introductory session. It just opened my eyes to all kinds of things that, I had no idea we were out there, and I had certainly been involved in Facebook and Twitter and stuff on my own, um, but you showed me all kinds of neat tools and tricks and, um, and some programs and applications that I wasn't even aware of, so I came back here, started to put some of those to use, and I said to my bosses, you know what, I want to go back for, for the advanced boot camp and see what else I can learn that I can bring back.
1: And so, what are you doing now? How are you using social media at Amica?
2: Um, well, what happened is when I came back, we had um, this, this company had no real public relations outreach efforts prior to me coming on board. We had done a few press releases and whatnot. And based on what I had learned through your boot camp, um, I was able to help launch us on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube in an official capacity. With official uh, Amica Company sites, um, and that's what I was doing. We launched those on a trial basis back in uh, June of '09, and so I was developing those sites when I came back to you in New York to find out, you know, what else I could do and what I could, what else I could do to build upon kind of the foundation we were laying.
1: Have you been to other workshops and conferences uh, about social media?
2: I've been to a couple more um, the more generic what I found is that a lot of people are talking about uh, the theory of social media and the webinars too been to you know a lot of those here via um, online courses um, but what I liked about your program was that it was real hands on it it didn't just tell me that social media is a good thing to do it said here's here's a specific application, here's how to use this application, here's how to adapt it to your business needs. And so some of the other programs that I've attended, like I said, they give great theory and they underscore the importance of this from a marketing perspective, but not with the hands-on practice that I got from
1: the boot camp. You know, when you think about an industry like insurance, it's a regulated industry, I mean, it seems like uh, social media engagement would be tougher. Uh, Has that been the case for you?
2: absolutely. For one, you know, Amika is a very conservative company. We're not out there to, um, you know, to make funny videos or to make um, any kind of splash if you will. What we're using social media for is to promote our product, um, to promote what we do in the community, to give consumers news and advice. We cannot, you know, social media isn't, a sales tool, that's not what we see it as so we don't have a lot of the regulatory um, issues we're certainly very cognizant of those um, but it's something that you have to constantly watch and depends on, on how you're using the media and again because we're the message that we're getting out there is one of more um, news and telling people what's going on and what our services are about as opposed to you know, here's a specific Product insurance product here's our pricing or what have you. So, but we have to be very careful about what we do and say.
1: Now, Lori, you have help, right? Because uh, there was some other there was someone else from Amica, I think, that took that you sent to another boot camp.
2: Um, she's uh, Colleen, also attended, and she's also on the web marketing team, and she's one of the people that works on the website proper. Um, social media would. I've kind of taken the lead role and that's I went from being a web writer into public relations uh, coordinator because I'm responsible for all of the social media sites and I'm trying to use what you taught me and train some other people to help me out so that I'm not solely responsible for all of the content that goes out on these pages.
1: What are what are your biggest challenges right now?
2: Well, the biggest challenge is time, you know, there's, there's so many things. That are available there's so many different uh, venues is trying to sort through what is good for us as a company, what does, you know, wh- what's the right platform that a meek wants to be on? You know like we were just talking the other day in a, in a meeting about Foursquare, and I said Foursquare is great for a Starbucks or for you know Wendy's the hamburger chain. But I don't see it as an application that we would need, per se, for Amica. It's like we have a bunch of branches. You can go check in and become mayor of the local Amica branch. But I said it's something that we could use for, like, our sponsorship activities. It's something to consider as we sponsor triathlons around the country. Perhaps that would be something good. So it's trying to keep, you know, keep abreast of everything that's out there, all the new things that are coming out, um, and trying to sort through them and say, this is good for Amica, this isn't good for Amica. And plus, just juggling the time. I mean, you can spend all day monitoring, you know, tweets about your own company and your competitors and producing information from them. Um, So it can be something that can really get out of control. So just coming up with a balance where we can manage the social media presence and still get all the rest of the work done that I have to do.
1: And final question, in terms of the social media boot camp and the social media master class, what could I do better to improve the training?
2: Um, expand it to a week. <laughs> I, I say that only half and jest because I think that um, it was great to get the overview, and there was just so much information that was dispersed in the course of the two, two days that you can only digest so much, as you know. And to even be able to split it into, you know, the morning session is, you know, here's an overview of all of these things, and the afternoon is you go off and work mm-hmm. on your particular company, or, you know, what you want to do, or do an application, and then have you kind of wander around and, and help with those. Because I have to say, when I came back, there were some things I'm like, how did you do that, and, you know, how, how can I put a widget on this page, and how can I get the RSS feed linked to here, so... And I think I talked to you after the class about trying to find somebody who, who provides that kind of training. And I have to say that to date, I have not found that person.
1: Laura Mead Kirk, uh, public relations manager at Amica Insurance. Thanks for joining us. Do you want to say you're welcome or
2: <laughs>
1: goodbye? Thanks, Eric.
2: It was it was it was great to talk to you, and uh, you know, I'm happy to. Uh, tell people about all the great things that I learned
1: in your classes. Unfortunately, a lot of the social media workshops, trainings, and conferences that are out there are, you know, great networking, but they're often, you know, the the content is thinly veiled product or service pitches from vendors. Uh, So you get these sort of pie-in-the-sky, high-level case studies with no real practical instruction on how to use social media. So I created the Social Media Boot Camp five years ago for the Ministry of Information at the Government of Singapore and UCLA um, to give people a chance to actually learn and get some step-by-step instruction on how to do things like search engine optimize a web page, how to set up a blog, how to blog a YouTube clip, um, how to blog a a Flickr uh, photo, how to set up a social media monitoring dashboard that would allow them to really see anything that happens online either in a social network or on a web pertinent to their business so they can you know identify conversations with some intrinsic business value um, you bring your laptop you log on and uh, through a series of uh, step-by-step instructions um, lectures and case studies you actually get first hand experience and you get introduced to all aspects of social media and new media. Our next guest is Angela Niebel, and she is with Summit Public Relations Strategies uh, in Michigan. Angela, uh, welcome to On the Record Online. Thank you. How how long have you had your own shop for? Six years. And, And what did you do prior to that?
3: Um, I had been in PR for a small rural hospital for a time, and I was a Chamber of Commerce director for a time, which anybody that knows Chamber of Commerce work knows there's a lot of PR in that as well.
1: So now we met at, where did we meet? Which city? Chicago. At the Chicago boot camp uh, last year. And um, what was it that led you to go to a social media boot camp or my social media boot camp?
3: Well, it seemed to me that all the signs within the industry were that uh, pointing towards social media and that things were moving so rapidly in that direction. And I think when you're a small shop, sometimes there's a danger that you'll get stuck in one certain place and not continue to move forward. And uh, and so it just was clear to me. And what I had seen was, you know, you could do these um, oh, uh, webinars and different things for an hour here and, a, you know, two hours there. And it just didn't feel like it was enough. Like it, I, I just felt like I needed to be more sort of absorbed into something for a couple of days just completely immersed myself and that's how the that's the uh, the um, appeal of the boot camp for me
1: where were you with respect to social media prior to the boot camp were you using it for personal use
3: very minimally i had a I had a facebook page that i wasn't even using that very much and that was it
1: okay okay and um and so tell me about your experience over the two days
3: The hands-on nature was absolutely the home run for me, bringing my laptop, and um, as you're walking us through something, we are doing it, you know, setting up our own blog or exploring Google Reader or whatever it was to actually be doing that because certainly I've been to computer-related courses before where you sit there with a book and a piece of paper but not actually plugged in, and that was really valuable to me to be doing it as we talked about it so much better retention-wise. Um, So that was good. Lots of good resources. I, I, you know, bookmarked (laughs) so many things and find myself, you know, it's over a year later. I still refer to those bookmarks. I still constantly go back to things. So that was all, all good as well. And then it was just an interesting combination of people in the room i mean i'm this small tiny little consulting firm and i'm sitting next to the woman from pepperidge farms (laughs) and yet i felt like i learned from her and i think she learned from me and of course we all learned from you so it was it was a really neat dynamic of who was in the room even though we were a small group
1: tell me about how you're using social media now for your clients if at all
3: uh well i am in the early stages still so for instance uh, i have some clients who aren't comfortable themselves yet and i know it's sort of counterintuitive to think about social media being uh, shopped out, so to speak, but um, I do have some clients who I manage Facebook pages for, Twitter accounts for. Um, I'm starting to upload YouTube videos on behalf of clients, that sort of thing. So on, on their behalf, uh, I'm, I'm in the early stages still. There's still a lot to be learned and, and to be explored, but um, for my clients, it's, you know they wanted to take it slow. And I, what I envision is that at some point, uh, that will be handed over to somebody within their business. I, I do a lot of nonprofit work, and somebody within those agencies will take that over at some point, but they'll get a comfort level uh, to, to get their feet wet with me.
1: What are your biggest uh, social media communications challenges right now?
3: I think um, the biggest challenge for me is there's a lot out there, and there are more things that I would like to explore, but um, you know, at the end of the day, you have to sort of match those up with clients who are willing to sort of take that leap. And um, so, so kind of making the strongest pitch I can to clients to make them see the value because, again, you know, some, it, it may seem natural to some of us but not natural to others. And so that, that's a challenge for me right now is making sure that I can demonstrate to people value, making sure I can demonstrate to people that th- this isn't just a passing fad, that, you know, that, that this is the direction that things are headed in and that their business can't really afford to be left behind.
1: Are you um, attending other conferences uh, since then or other you know, social media workshops that have expanded your knowledge since mine?
3: Uh, not hands on uh, or not in person, I should say now what what I did find was after attending yours, then when I would go back to the ones that might be web based for instance, I would find that they were they would reinforce or they would maybe build on a certain aspect or maybe they would introduce me to a new uh, to a new platform, things like that um, and so I have done some of that, but I would still say I still find myself going back to that notebook and looking at you know because you know in addition to the computer, I took fast and serious notes and so I think that's still the biggest driving factor for me, but I am trying to keep up on because because even in a year things evolve. And so certainly trying to keep up on it that way and, and also following people like yourself and others on Twitter and other places where I can continue to learn um, just from articles that are written or videos that are produced.
1: And uh, any feedback? What could I do to improve the training?
3: I, I honestly, I, mean, I, I honestly couldn't tell you a thing. I really couldn't because even my experience—I don't know if others in your class have had this experience—but there was a couple times now that I've sent you uh, messages and said, "What do you know about this particular software?" And you've been very responsive. That's helpful too. So, honestly, I just keep doing what you're doing. I, I don't know if you remember, but I had wanted to sign up for your advanced boot, cl- uh, boot camp, but we didn't have enough people for that one. But I still dream that I'm going to make it to one of those someday. But where I'm at in uh, northern Michigan, it's quite a hike to, to attend some of these and some of the more metropolitan
2: areas.
1: Sure. There is um, going to be a master class uh, in Los Angeles next month, uh, okay. August 20th, and then we're going to be in New York with a master class in September.
3: I've been keeping an eye on your calendar. One of these days, the the planets will
1: align properly. Great. Well, listen, thanks so much for taking the time to do this.
3: Thank you.
1: You've been listening to On the
0: Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, the podcast about how technology is changing the world of communications. To subscribe to the podcast or share feedback, visit us online at ontherecordpodcast.com, on Twitter at ontherecordpodcast.com, or send email to ontherecordpodcast at gmail.com. On the Record Online is hosted by Eric Schwartzman, an independent online communications consultant whose clients include the U.S. Department of State, the United States Marine Corps, the U.S. Embassy of Greece, the Government of Singapore, Johnson Johnson, Toyota, Southern California Edison, the Environmental Defense Fund, and dozens of small to medium sized organizations. For information about engaging Eric Schwartzman as a speaker, social media trainer, or a digital strategist, visit www.ericschwartzman.com or send email to eric at